Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. up everybody happy monday happy firearm opener eve to many of us tomorrow is a bit of a holiday <laughs> depending upon where you grew up uh but <clears throat> welcome back to the michigan wild podcast i'm your host marcus ewing well today uh did something a little bit different um it's actually an episode that i've been trying to put together since the start of october um but i get a chance to sit down, well, stand up and talk with uh, my brother-in-law, my hunting buddy, Mike Zundell. And we are uh, currently up north hunting this weekend. And we decided to um, take a break mid-after, or, you know, midday today, grab some food, warm up, um, had a little bit of time to kill before we decided to head back out. So we uh, hopped on, recorded a podcast, and really kind of recap the morning uh, and the season to this point and kind of talked about the lay of the land uh, with the property that we hunt, some obstacles that we face, um, some self-inflicted, I would say. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of a, honestly, it feels like a conversation that Mike and I have fairly regularly. Uh, we just kind of recorded it uh, this time. Um, but no, it was super, super fun to, to have him on um, and actually do something formal uh, with our deer talk, uh, as well. So episode 12, maybe 13, I'm not even sure. I've already lost track and, uh, we're only at 12 or 13. So, uh, Mike Sundell, enjoy guys. All right. I am here. We are actually taking a midday break. I have my brother-in-law, my hunting buddy, Mike Sundell with me. Mike, how are you? Good, good. Be better if, uh, the morning were better, but, uh, good enough. Yeah, it was, uh, we had, like every time you and I come out to the property here, we had really high hopes, really high expectations. Um, and I think what shooting light started, I think dead nuts at seven this morning. Yeah. And by like eight 30, we're like, yes, feeling like a skunk already. <laughs> and we hadn't even, <laughs> we'd been in this, we had legal life for an hour and a half, but yeah, the morning just didn't uh, materialize like we thought it was going to. You saw, what'd you see? Just a spike, just a little, little spiker. Yeah, and you sat in a stand that we set that stand two years ago, and we had really high hopes with it. I mean, I, I think it's a good stand. I think it's got a good placement. You know, kind of there's like kind of a funnel right there, leading to um, a food plot. I sat there 
gosh, I think it was like pretty much like an all day sit. It must have been maybe early November last year and saw two nice deer, nothing within range. And then no one sat there at all this year. You're the, that was your first, the first sit there this year, I think. Yeah, it's been a weird, weird wind year for us here, at least when we've been able to hunt, when I've been able to hunt. Um, and this stand is a little bit challenging from a wind perspective because it's, it's off the east edge of a, of a pretty small food plot, kind of a staging type food plot. And in between the stand and the food plot, there's like some thick cover type stuff just to the north there's there's swampy type land um and there's sort of good bedding all around it so the uh the problem with it is that further east there's um we've got this big marsh area that uh deer like to bed up on the edge of so it's you know we went into it last year thinking we might be able to hunt it on a few different wind directions and i think this year decided we really needed something like north or northwest to hunt it um this morning unfortunately ended up being more west than northwest but i don't think that was the problem yeah no that <clears throat> as soon as i sat down i got situated this morning probably like six fifteen. like the wind it was pretty gusty when i first sat down i mean one thing i did we, we could also touch on quickly was all of a sudden, as we're getting ready to walk out of the truck or walk from the truck to our respective uh, stands, all of a sudden it just started snowing on us. Like a, at a pretty good clip, I would say for for a spell there. Yeah, it seemed promising, but then it <laughs> turned into my least favorite kind of snow, which is snow that doesn't stick at all, doesn't do you any good yeah. from a being able to see perspective, but uh, is wet and gets in your face when you're trying to. Uh, trying to sit there and watch yeah and going back to that northwest wind like that was what we were planning for when we decided where we were each going to sit and then as soon as i sat down um it was light enough to where i could see my windicator like which way it was going and it was like almost due west like you said and i was like well shit because that west wind blows it right into not necessarily a bedding area but where deer come from when they come from a bed um from a nearby bedding area i have two scrapes kind of right to my west uh as well and i just probably six thirty, i start hearing a bunch of commotion um kind of in that area in my downwind area um and listen to it for probably 20 minutes on and off until probably about 10 to 7 5 to 7 and then it just shut right down so i don't know if they eventually caught my wind you know just hanging around back there long enough or yeah i mean i never even saw anything so i don't know it sounded like one to two deer it wasn't like a a steady walking around it was to me it almost sounded like um a buck kind of a young buck kind of pestering a doe like there'd be some hard stomping for you know 30 seconds then it would go quiet like maybe she lost him and he's looking for her and then he'd find her again or he'd pick up her scent again and then back to the quick sporadic chasing but yeah unfortunately nothing uh nothing came of it yeah that area that you are looking into there sort of and you know a little uh i guess it'd be west of there is sort of a known um little buck pestering (laughs) area they like to really run them hard right right in that corner and uh give them hell yeah well i was what i think what i was more surprised of this morning is that 
I mean, I was sitting very close to a food plot, same with you, and we didn't see any does, not even kind of skirting it or even coming out to feed. You know, I didn't expect a ton, but at least, you know, maybe some young deer would, would kind of trickle out early in the morning or, or shortly after their uh, first light, first legal shooting light, and yeah, nothing. I saw um, about two dozen turkey that tricked me because they were coming. They were making a bunch of racket um, right from that same area where I heard those deer this morning. Um, so I heard it, and it was, by the time I did hear it, it was, you know, probably 25 yards away from me. And I was, I was getting, I was getting jacked up. Like, I was like, okay, here we go, finally. And then as I'm like watching right where they're probably going to pop out, it's a turkey. <laughs> and then it was one, then it was two, then it was like a dozen. And they all kind of filed out, walked right through at least one of the two scrapes I have there. And then about five minutes later, another dozen came out. And they just kind of worked their way out past me, out to this big food plot. And as I'm sitting there watching them, this nice seven point runs across the field while these turkeys are there. And I mean, he was probably 75 yards away and he never really stopped. He just kind of was at a, a good clip walking and didn't really seem to have anything else on his mind other than getting to wherever he was going. So that's kind of how the morning went. How has the season gone for you, Mike? Well, the Michigan season has not, uh, not been great for me. Like I said, we've had some, some not great weather, some unusual winds. I, I say unusual. I think uh, I've I've been able to get up here for three weekends and today, and two out of those three weekends we had like straight east winds, which we we'll usually get once a year. And if we happen to catch that when we're here, it's pretty unusual. Yeah. And, to spend, you know, I don't know, five out of seven or eight days total with with those wins. Now we had some better setups this year because um, there's some some decent spots, but nothing nothing's panned out. So I think I've seen one probably two and a half year old buck. I mean, it's laughable trying to <laughs> talk about the age of a buck, but. Not a big buck, let's put it that way, yeah. not a shooter buck. And even he was 75 yards uh, away and, and moving quick, and that was the weekend before Halloween. Up until then, it's been a lot of a lot of does, a lot of young bucks. Um, we continue to have, you know, promising trail camera pictures, Every daylight year. trail camera mm-hmm. pictures, and uh, – just haven't been able to put it get together on this property it's been it's been interesting as it's evolved um over the years you know our our first couple years i'm we made some mistakes um early on i think you know when we i think this is our fourth season here. i was gonna say it's either our fourth or our fifth i think it's our Four, fourth fourth sounds right <laughs> uh, it might be our fifth well, e- either way, sort of the first couple years, we were coming from a much smaller parcel where we had tried to do a couple food plots, but uh, those failed miserably. I mean, that's the soil another, was... That's another podcast yeah, in and of itself right there. Horrific soil and lack of know-how and all of that. So we got um, picked this, this place up, and it had 
uh, it has about seven acres of food plots, and we sort of fell in love with those, right? And yeah, you know, as much as you listen to to, or, or at least I listen to some of the outdoor media and listen to you know strategies different times a year for me it was like all of a sudden we've got this food that we've never had and i just wanted to sit it all the time yeah and uh you know as you can imagine sometimes the the year that was okay and and most of the year it it didn't pan out so we've started pivoting off of that the last couple years but the bucks have also used the property different sort of every year we've got I don't know. I think it's probably 10, maybe 15 acres that we consider our sanctuary area. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, man, that first year we had the place, there were a few really good bucks that used that as their, their, as their sort sanctuary, of main yeah. bedding area, yep. right? Like, they, they were in that a lot. And then the next year we, you know, you feel like you're learning a little bit and you're going to apply what you learned the next year. And man, the bucks used use the property totally differently. Yeah, use different parts it of it. Um, so we're still, I mean, we're still trying to crack it. We've got very high deer numbers. Yeah, high doe numbers, high young buck numbers. We usually have, you know, at least a handful of what we consider shooters. You know, that's pretty. I think a lot of people probably. I mean, unless you're used to like killing big bucks out of state or something like that, and you know, you're holding out for, you know, a really high age class deer here in Michigan. I think that, you know, bucks that we kind of target, I think the average person would target as well. Yeah, I think that's probably right. And so we'll get, you know, we get a fair share of those and shoot. Last year I went back and we, we've we been running a lot of trail cameras trying to figure <laughs> yeah. figure the place out. And Sometimes just, it almost seems like it's more confusing that way. Yeah, we got, we have too much information, but I went through last year and we had what what was a shooter for us on camera in daylight all but maybe five days between October 1st and the the November 15th gun opener. And gun opener. Right. And then it's sort of uh, all bets are off once the shooting starts. Yeah. But, but to have that many shooters on their feet. Now, some of those are, you know, I, we've got cameras that we let soak all year because they're in places that we haven't been able to figure out how to hunt yet, right? right so it's yeah. not like we had options. But there were a lot of days last year in particular, for me in particular, where I chose a stand out of, you know, two or three choices based on wind and all of that and chose the wrong stand. Yeah. And there was a shooter there. So they're there. We just can't seem to get in front of them. Yeah, that's – and I <laughs> going back to what you said about the sanctuary, I think that, you know, that first year they were using it, one, because of kind of our situation, because to to give you a better picture for those listening, the we have like a big easement that, to get to our property. So it's what – how long is that easement? A mile? Half uh, a mile? It's about three-quarters of a mile. Okay. And that first year we had leased property – that was adjoining to ours and we would park right on this lease or right kind of on the edge of this lease and um we weren't kind of buggering up the property so much our, our footprint was a lot less but i also think that as we just hunted the property like we normally would that it was pressure that maybe those deer weren't used to and maybe that's why they stopped using the sanctuary or at least the, the more mature deer right yeah i mean we've got some challenges that uh you know, anybody who's trying to hunt mature bucks would 
you know, sort of laugh at you when you yeah. <laughs> tell them what you're dealing with. But they're, they're challenges, but they're they're things that we're happy to live with. So the yeah. parent, the property is my parents' property. Yeah. And uh, my dad has some physical limitations and doesn't have a choice but to to use a, a UTV to to get to his stand. So um, we're not we're certainly not c- going to complain about having a nice place to hunt, but but him uh, driving that around. But that that definitely increases the pressure on it. Um, we've also we we have. Um, the western edge of that sanctuary in particular we've struggled to try to try to screen off our main access route yeah. that's been a second frustration for us on this property is access cuz there 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 are options there's there are seemingly options <laughs> that should be or could be available to access this property the the way you would want to access from the corner that you'd want to, and you'd have really good access all over the place. Um, unfortunately, we have not been able to uh, convince the neighbors that access, that, yeah, that uh, that they should they should either let us use it or um, or sell it to to us. So it's um, it's been a challenge. But that said, the the thing that baffles me is. If it were simply a pressure thing, there would have been, we wouldn't have seen all the daylight pictures. Right. You know, we're getting good bucks in daylight. They're there. We're just not, we're just not being in the right place at the, at the right time. So I think we've got some uh, more homework to do in figuring out why bucks are where they are when they are. Yeah. No, that's, <clears throat> that's a really good point. I mean, and I think one thing that kind of works in our favor, despite, some of our limitations from an access standpoint is that, you know, we're at most we're here Saturday and Sunday, usually, especially like if you think about early in the season. And again, it also depends on when opening, you know, when October 1st falls, you know, usually hunt like the first and second or first, second, third, or second and third, depending on when it falls. And then we're usually not here for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, we usually hunt around the middle of the month and then you're pretty, pretty staunch and in, in terms of that Halloween weekend, whether it's right before, right after you're usually here. And we're, I mean, we're not in here every weekend all the time. So I think that, you know, we come in for a weekend and, you know, whether it's the UTV, whether it's us just accessing the property by foot or by, you know, e-bike or whatever it is, things have a chance to cool down before we get here the next time. And I think that's probably why, uh, we're still seeing all these daylight pictures and why bucks haven't just relocated to neighboring property or anything like that. But I mean, for me, this is my first time I've been out hunting in over three weeks. October 18th was the last day I hunted and today is Oct- or November 12th. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I, I mean, just between family obligations, work, that type of stuff. I just haven't been able to, to get here. So we thought that we had this big temperature drop this weekend um, I mean, like we talked about earlier, it was snowing on us this morning. Um, and it was, you know, 70 degrees two days ago. So we thought things were going to line up. Now, obviously we're recording this midday on Saturday, probably right after lunch. And we're going to try to come up with a game plan. <laughs> I, I, I say that really loosely because I'm going back to the same spot I sat this morning. I don't know if you've decided where you're going to sit this afternoon or not. No, I'm, I'm. Uh, scratching my head and trying to come up with Hail Mary options and 
you know, I'm, <laughs> this will be my last sit before uh, Tuesday, the gun opener, yeah. which totally changes the the activity and all that. So I'm uh, I'm still scratching my head. I yeah. don't have much time to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost like looking at the clock here as we're recording, being like, okay, we got to shit or get off the pot here. But yeah, the and the only reason I'm going back to the same spot as this morning is when I was here three weeks ago, I sat this stand, which I found it. This is my fourth time hunting all year. It's just been one of those seasons where I just haven't had a ton of time. And this will be my third sit in this stand out of six, five or six sits that I've had. <laughs> yeah. So, but I came full draw on a deer um, in this stand in the evening three weeks ago. So I'm hoping that maybe since it's close to food and we're and I'm downwind of it too. So I, <clears throat> my thought was that, and I told you just this morning, Mike, was I thought maybe bucks would kind of cruise that edge where I'm at kind of scent checking that field this morning. And maybe, maybe it'll just happen this evening, right? Like maybe those does will be more, more apt to be out there in the evening as opposed to the morning. I'd, I'd be shocked if we didn't have some does out there and then bucks are going to come check them. It's just a matter of whether it's a, year and a half old buck or a a bigger buck and you know we're we're at that uh i was gonna say a fine line between uh sort of prime time and uh you know lockdown <coughs> lockdown yeah we might be past <laughs> past that that uh yeah. that fine line I, I you know again going back to historic trail camera pictures part of what had me excited is this date november 12th a few years back was just a bonanza here so it's not it's not too late yeah and it seems like the conditions should be close to right but uh maybe maybe this year it's too late although we checked a couple trail cameras midday too and uh we had a in the last stud of a buck on his feet two days ago two yesterday days ago yeah yeah and in yeah i mean we had yeah i think just in the cameras that we checked, which were just kind of in close proximity to where we sat this morning. I think you grabbed three or four, maybe. Yeah. I grabbed three. I mean, and one of them that I grabbed was on kind of like our main trail system, you know, 75 yards from where we park. So it's <clears throat> just more of a way to try to gain that intel on where they're coming from or, you know, where we think they're going and trying to put the pieces together there. But, are they, you know, I think I read somewhere this year that the rut, is a bit more typical this year as opposed to past years where it's been a bit more drawn out or sporadic. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. If it could, I mean, I don't, I tend not to read too much into that stuff. Yeah. I mean, who knows, you know, even with, you know, lockdown, you're, you're still, it's, it's a hit or miss, right? You know, it's yeah. a buck lockdown for those two days that you're there or not. But, you know, the way the property sets up, it sort of hunts, hunts big and you know we get different deer in different parts so it's hard to believe everything was locked down i don't know i i'm still trying to grapple with this because it doesn't make sense with what everybody who seems to actually know what they're talking about has (laughs) experienced but i feel like in the past when we've seen these huge temperature drops right we're talking i mean it was 70 here on Thursday. Yeah. It's a high of less. Is it going to hit 40 today? I don't it's think it is. not supposed to. Like 38 maybe? I. It's almost like there's a shock to the system here. Like yeah. We've showed up on days like this a few times. And 
I almost felt better about it this time because we weren't here the first day. Yesterday was the was it the started first to drop, drop yesterday. Right? Yeah. It was a pretty big drop here. Um, but man, we've seen it where they just they don't move on these days. There, so our experience here just doesn't line up with what you expect, and I don't know. <coughs> yeah, what you hear how to explain else. it, but uh, yeah, it's we get ourselves in a position where we think we know what the hell we're doing or that we know what to expect. And then we're completely, I mean, it's, we're dead wrong, right? Like it's not, nothing happens the way we thought it was going to. And then you're kind of left scratching your head and then, you know, you make a move the next time around based on what just happened. And, you know, that's wrong too. So it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. And more times we're damned if we do. Yeah. Although, you know, kind of been hard on ourselves today. We've taken a few good deer off of here. It's, it's what we've really done is, uh, for the most part, capitalized on our opportunities. Although, uh, as I look over at you, <laughs> I remember a few deer that you didn't capitalize yeah, on. Yeah, a few deer have eluded me. Um, but I've told, I've told at least one of the stories yeah. uh, on the podcast before. I mean, one, I just, I made a bad shot. I mean, the, the encounters we've had have just been, been low. You know, you yeah. sort of expect, like I go out to Wisconsin every year and when we're bow hunting, you know, we'll, we'll, um, you'll see some good bucks that are just out of bow range. Right. And that's, that's pretty normal. Um, here I feel like the only bucks I've seen that have been within range I've, I've killed, you know, that I, I, not that I've been within range. The only bucks I've seen, period, have been in range, and I've killed them. I have not had a whole lot of um, good bucks that are you know just, just out of range, just out of range right. or something like that. And we're at a place where we can see, you know, relatively far in yeah. a, in, a ha- in in most of our stands. Although, as I'm saying this, I do remember opening night. I did see a, a halfway decent buck a couple hundred yards away, but, um, you were sitting on a big deal that night yeah, though. Yeah, so yeah. that's, I mean, but yeah, like what you said is even with some of our stands that are in the timber, right? Like it's still, you know, it's like these big oak flats or big ridges where you can, you can see a long way. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, but a, a lot of them enough to where, you know, you'd think we would have had more sightings of yeah. really good deer, but, uh, I don't know. We're we're pretty good at keeping them around, but not running into them. That's uh, it's a talent. A special it really talent. is. It's really. It, I was as you were saying that. I was just thinking about all of my deer encounters this year, and it's going to sound probably not the best, but I've seen more bucks this year than I have does. Yeah, that's a total anomaly here. Like you, it you is just now. Granted, weird sits. Now, granted, that first night it was October second. I sat a stand that you had sat the night before and saw like a dozen deer or more. Yeah. And it's early season. We were sitting on food, so it's kind of to be expected, especially in the evening. But I saw three, call them mature deer, mature bucks. Kind of, I mean, they were still in a bachelor group at that point, that early. And then I saw a spike in a doe. And then the second time I came out, I saw a small six point. The third time I was out, three doe. And another buck, the one that I came full draw on. And this morning I saw a buck. So, yeah, I mean, it's like two to one that I've seen this year. And it's 
Yeah, yeah. it's it's not. Well, I'm at like forty to four or something <laughs> like that. So yeah, it all evens out. I you know, I think we say this every year, but this year gonna make a concerted effort to knock down the dough numbers here late season. Yeah. We're gonna have to have to do that. But yeah, so. like that's the way I was kind of coming into this weekend. Like, all right, if I can if I can tag a buck this weekend, awesome. And then come go and see come rifle season. Like if there's an opportunity to shoot, you know, kind of I mean we have our own rules in place on on the property is, you know, your second buck's gotta be bigger than your first one. Right. Like that's kind of what we're shooting for or aiming for. And I thought, well if I can take a buck this weekend then i can just focus on taking a couple dough with rifle because you know it's it's easier right like it's i'd much rather shoot a doe with my rifle because presumably you know you're going to be able to make a clean shot quick kill and not bugger up the property as opposed to if you make a bad shot with the bow i mean then you're tracking it and it you know it turns into a nightmare and i just would rather not deal with that during this time of year yeah, I mean, we talk about it every year of doing doing some a better job early season shooting does with their bows just to get some you Practice. know reps at, yeah. at doing it, but it's always hard to uh it always seems like there's a buck coming out on on the next uh next time you turn your head or something like that. Hard to pull the trigger especially when we know here we've got really good late season food and we're going to be able to you know, knock down as many dough as we want Yeah, come December. So, Yeah, and plus, I always think about the early season, and, and you're exactly right. We talk about this every year. Like, yeah, like, let's take a dough, whether it's, like, opening weekend or, like, that middle of October weekend when we're usually here. But then, it's like, it's always in the back of my mind. It's like, well, if I shoot a dough, my hunt's probably over for, you know, the evening or the morning, whatever. And it's like, do I really want to sacrifice that, knowing that I've only got so many – times i'm going to be able to come up here and sit and usually it's we just don't do it i it it ends up being less that for me and more like you know do i want to do i want to track a doe through wherever she's gonna go yeah. you know with the bow you know even a really good shot it's 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 going and anywhere where we're hunting early season usually it's pretty close to places i don't want to be walking yeah uh early season i don't want to be setting it up and all that good stuff so that's what ends up always stopping me from doing it but uh i keep thinking one of these years i'm gonna shoot a buck early early season and then uh then shoot a a couple does with my bow but (laughs) i think i was thinking about it the other day actually i don't know that i've killed a deer in october i think all of my bow kills have been November. November. Yeah. I mean, mine are limited, but yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I mean, I've got a November one in there, right? But yeah. But I, I have not. We've had a lot of early season, uh, you know. Encounters. Uh, good hunts, let's call them. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you had that, I, that uh, one. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of our, that was arguably our first or second best buck on the property that year that year captain hook or captain ron yeah as we called him because he had a big (laughs) gouge across his (laughs) eye looked like he had an eye eye patch patch. yeah Yeah. uh Uh, yeah and then you know we find out like october or november like 20th or something the neighbor texts you and was like look what i shot yeah we didn't see him much after after you 
missed him there. Yeah. Um, Clean miss, by the way. Yeah. Clean miss. But he did say somebody else shot that deer through the brisket. Oh, really? Yeah, because he was was asking, you know, he – he sent me the picture, and I said, oh, yeah, we've seen that. One of our guys uh, had a shot at him opening weekend. And he said, yeah, he's got a wound in the brisket. And I said, no, he he missed him. Yeah, I was clean over his back. Yeah, he, he jumped the string, and he was, yeah, there was nothing on my arrow but dirt. Yeah, that buck was, uh, he was, he was a, for this, I mean, for Michigan period, he was, he was, uh, not just a big deer, but a uh, big body deer. You yeah, know, like his rack almost looked small compared to his body, and he was a ten point. And yeah. compared to his body, you're almost like it looks a little looks a little small, right? But yeah. he was, yeah, he was a really mature deer. It would have been nice to unusual to think that three people got a crack at him for such a an old deer here. Yeah, yeah, he. But. Yeah, Maybe that eye thing was a, was a big problem <laughs> yeah. for him. Yeah, my man couldn't see <laughs> anything on the left side of his uh, <laughs> peripheral vision. Yeah. But, all right, Mike, I think we should probably uh, jump back in the woods. Clouds are continuing to roll in. Yeah, I guess i got to make a decision here on uh, where to hunt. Hopefully there's some sort of uh, post-mortem Sign. to this where we talk about how I smoked a giant when i finally made a decision but uh, well yeah well i know you gotta head home after the hunt tonight i'll be back at least for the morning hunt tomorrow but yeah it'd be nice if in about four or five hours here after we use this vacant buck pole that we're standing underneath (laughs) that we can uh hop back on for five minutes tell a quick story and give this thing a happy ending and tie a bow on it this was this was good it was sort of uh shaming us for having an empty buck pole we've got a brand spanking new buck pole we put up this year and uh it's gone unused to date so nice little uh motivator here to do this under standing underneath it yeah it really is um all right mike well good luck tonight man all right you too all right all right well thank you again to mike for joining me um to take a little break from hunting and uh hop on a podcast with me uh, stick around, guys. We've got some super cool uh, guests coming up um, in the coming weeks. Um, ones that I think that you're certainly going to enjoy over the next couple weeks. So with firearm season opening up here, we'll certainly um, take a chance to talk deer camp a bit more and, and get with some some folks around the state here and just talk about their experience during rifle season and what deer camp and, and everything kind of looks like to them. So. Be safe, everyone. Best of luck tomorrow, and uh, stay wild, Michigan.